G'day guys, welcome to the next episode of Create Your World Podcast. Liam, how are you doing this week, man? Not too bad. And before I begin, I want to remind all listeners, or I should say informal listeners, that if you want to get the best audio experience out of this episode of the podcast, we recommend you remove one of your headphones and listen through just one ear. Isn't that right, Ben? Uh, oh, yeah. It's because that's exactly what we're doing. This is it. This is it. It's all about immersing yourself in the creative experience. And we, the creators of this podcast, have decided to do the latest thing, which is the One Ear Podcast. Ben, you must have heard about this on the forums and things. It's the latest trend. Well, for me, it was actually involuntary. When uh, I've, I've moved my, um, I've moved my setup to my girlfriend's place, and uh, for some reason, as I plug in my headphones, um, I'm getting sound through one ear, and uh, <laughs> I can't work out why. Okay, can you, can you give us a little more detail on, on you know, the, the model, whatever headphones you're using, whatever computer setup this is? Some juicy details here. Oh, I've just got the, you know, I've just got the Bose, you know, the Bose wired um, earphones plugged into the front of the computer, right? Yep. But, yep. Um, so I'm in, I'm in my girlfriend's living room right now uh, recording this and got the, uh, I've got the traffic on the, on the street behind me. So that's, uh, that, can't do much about that. Um, Jeez. I've got a, uh, a typical boring sort of uh, half-rate podcaster kind of a setup here you've got, Ben, hey? Oh, it, it gets it gets worse. Oh, so please. the, Does the it? computer's plugged into uh, the TV, yeah. and I've got the mouse, <laughs> uh, the mouse and keyboard, balancing on a washing basket on my lap. So love it. This is uh, yeah. This is very much like your um, Bandito uh, headbands. Two-pack headband, yes, like yes. you had. Uh, Two-pack headband, uh, podcaster gone wrong. Well, uh, how are you doing? What's your what's your setup this week? Yeah, what's what's the sitch? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's even worse if if you can if you can believe that. I've got a much more exciting tale to tell about how I got to the one ear setup today. Okay. You know how fond I am of my vintage iPhone headphones, right? Not AirPods, but the actual ones with the the cord, right? The cord gaudy ones. I'm such a fan, and I've uh, raved on the podcast before about how I'm never going to swap to the AirPods. Well, it seems fate is really testing me because last week, uh, <laughs> one of the, one of the, I guess you call it the buds, right? The, the bud that you actually stick in your ear. One of the two uh, got decapitated as I was on my bicycle. Ooh. Yeah, so I literally have this mangled wiring. It's even got the rubber marks of my bike tires like st- stained up this white cord and it's dangling out of my right ear. So it's, it's a real, uh, it's a real fashion item. <laughs> the tire marks are still on it. The tire That's marks, so I'm funny. Serious, man. Okay. So, so this is the go. Okay. I teach this class. It's like a 15 K 15 click bike ride to the other side of town. And I teach it every Monday night. And so it's my like weekly serious bit of exercise. So I, I really enjoy, you know, plugging in, and listening to, to some, either some music or a podcast and just like writing for like an hour to get there, right? And so almost every week without fail, I take my sturdy old Survivor uh, iPhone cord headphones, okay? And then they're usually the backup. I usually also take my sort of no branded, uh, I guess you call it, yeah, no branded Bluetooth wireless headphones as well. And if they're not working, they're running out of battery, whatever's gone wrong, I plug in my my uh my white corded 
uh, iPhone headphones. So this week... Multiple redundancies, so I love it. Yeah, I, I know, right? So I'm usually covered. This week, just for once, I said, you know what? I'm just going to take those white headphones because nothing ever goes wrong with them. Like, I always, because they're really, they look really shoddy. I've used them for years, right? It, I, I always feel as though they're about to stop working, right? There's just going to be some too much static noise coming through the connection between the phone and the headphone is just going to stop working, right? I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, this thing's going to last another week, two weeks, three weeks, and then it's, and then it's kaput, right? And so this week, I'm just like, you know what? This thing's a survivor. It's, it's going to hold on in there. I'm, I'm just going to take this one. I don't need that wireless Bluetooth, no brand headphones. I'm just going to take uh, these ones. Okay. So there I am. I'm riding my bicycle. And, uh, and for whatever reason, I was listening to some crappy podcast episode of something I can't, didn't want to listen to. So I just decided to just take my headphones out for just like a few minutes and just take in the breeze along the side of the river because we've got this beautiful, beautiful, uh, cycling track down by the river. Blissfully unaware of Murphy's Law. So I pop the iPhone into the basket right in front of my handlebars. The headphones are still attached. The headphones then dangle down through the hole in the basket, straight into <laughs> the gnashing teeth of the bicycle spokes that await below. And one of them just goes, and just like split second, one of the buds just flies off to my to my left. I'm just like, whoa, what was that? I look down, and sure enough, like the whole thing's just like decapitated. Yeah, it, and and the cord looks like one of those, you know, those vines. Like it's it's like a little tendril, and it's like curling around the spoke. It's like, oh it's, no, <laughs> just like, oh what? So I slam on the brakes. I'm like, oh, this thing is screwed. And I look at it, and sure enough, there's tire marks, and like some of the cord has actually, like the inside of the cord has actually. Like the, 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 the covering, the plastic covering is split and the cord is hanging out. So it's it's like it's got its its innards are starting to spill out, right? And I'm just like, oh, well, I've got like another 40 minute cycle ahead of me and then another hour's cycle back after class. I am not listening to anything tonight. Like this is it. Just the sweet sounds of the city. Just the sweet sounds of the city. That's what I thought, right? I write a few more minutes resolved that, that this is going to be it. And then I slow down. I think, you know what? These things have been through thick and thin, you know? What the hell? Let's just see if it's still working. So I plug, plug the one remaining ear back in just to see, play something. Sure enough, it's still working. It's a hell of a survivor. Seriously, man, I'm looking at it right now. There's literally cord hanging out of the, you know, the, 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 the lining of the, of the core of the plastic casing, right? You, you get what I'm saying? It's, it's still working. Yeah. Why do the AirPod thing? Just, just keep this line of, of headphones going, Apple, please. I'm begging you. It's great. Anyway, so that's, that's how, how I, I became a one year show today. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a one year show. Between us, we've got two ears. We've got two ears and hopefully half a brain. So let's get down to it, Ben. Let's, uh, let's, give the audience what they want what's been happening oh man um oh yeah it's uh actually the biggest thing that happened to me this week is i discovered a um not quite a competitor mm -hmm. but uh someone that's got a similar business model that's working quite well sure um and they've been doing it a few years um you can just copy the 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 things that they do like so it's called morning brew right it's a um it's an email newsletter um so Discover Earth is pretty based around email, you know, like mm. the people don't usually return to, you know, the website all that often, but they will sign up to the email, 
right? So they'll get the Big Ideas Network email and the um, uh, didn't know that existed email uh, twice a week. So it is pretty based around email. So this uh, Morning Brew Company, it's an email newsletter for uh, young business professionals, basically. Um, and it's a good one too. Um, I'd, uh, it's worth checking out. So every day, it's a daily daily newsletter um they send out uh basically the latest business news international you know wall street and you know silicon valley and everything everything between mm. it's short and really punchy to the point it's quite witty and it's uh it's a really enjoyable read actually mm. so this company's they do something like three million dollars in revenue just this year got like 20 employees but uh yeah i found how it's uh how they monetize quite interesting they don't have e-commerce. They don't have a subscription. It's all free, right? Sure. So what they do is that they, at the very top of each email, oh, first of all, they've got tons of subscribers, right? <laughs> I can imagine. They've got over a million people that, that read this. Mm. So they have a, just below their you know logo up the top of each email, they have a sponsored by, right? A sponsored by and the logo of, say, like Goldman Sachs or something like that, right? Mm. So you click on the Goldman Sachs logo and it takes you through to the Goldman Sachs uh, careers page, right? Uh. And then inside of the email, They've got like about two ads, ads that appeal to this this particular demographic. Yeah, I found that really fucking interesting how they monetized. You know, I did some Googling and found out that the CEO of this company, um, the co-founder, has actually done this podcast episode at uh, North Star Podcast by David Perel, um, which is also a good podcast. Ah, I subscribed to that after you recommended it to me yeah it's pretty good pretty good yeah it's it's like sort of in the vein of tim ferris but it's less lifestyle i would say and more just pure business right or pure yeah sort of entrepreneurship it's it doesn't really get into the herbal tea too much right yeah <laughs> sorry tim just to jab at you but yeah no, he doesn't care yeah but yeah like i i think that's that would be a fair summary of of the north star podcast just just ferris but I guess even more streamlined. He's happy to get more into the technical weeds of things. Yeah, the North Star guy. Yeah, North Star guy, David Pearl. Yeah, David Pearl. So, I uh, so listen to this podcast episode with this with this fellow, the CEO. Sure. It's it's like what you were saying last week, like you really start to gain benefits from listening to these sort of things when the other person's business is really closely aligned to yours. Yeah. The further away, the more you know abstract the ideas get you still have to do a lot of work to bridge the gap in seeing how things apply to your business or if they or if they don't at all yeah that's right so i found this particular episode super interesting and he just said again and again and again just how important an a referrals process Hmm. was to his morning brew newsletter so how that works is that also embedded within each email is a little section where it tells you like if you refer three friends to Morning Brew, then you get like a, a, a premium, you know, Sunday edition, which everyone else doesn't get, right? Mm. You refer five people, you get some branded stickers. You refer uh, 10 people, you get something else. You get refer 25, you get a t-shirt and then a coffee mug and then a, uh, and then a sweater and then you refer, if you refer a thousand people, you get a uh, you get a trip to Morning Brew HQ in New York City. Wow, it goes that far. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so there's like eight tiers, I think. Oh my God. And and like, how do they track all this 
referring and all this stuff like I'm, I'm really curious because I'm looking to grow my email list as well. Like, like, how does this work? Yeah, there's a little button underneath and you click that and it's got a little tracking code. Mm. Uh, so you'll go through to a, uh, a page where you can type in your friend's email addresses and it's, it, it knows who you are because you followed the link from the email, right? Yeah. And so it keeps track of the email sent and... Um, yeah, so he just said again and again how important this was, how they had this from day one. Really? And... As they ran, you know, Facebook ads, as they, they put ads in other newsletters, you know, for this, uh, for this email, they, had, they felt they had like a lot of wiggle room on how much they spent because a lot of people, were, a certain percentage of people were then referring to their friends. So one lead isn't just one lead anymore. Sure. You know, it's, it's potentially much more depending on who they refer. So, yeah, so it just, it made all marketing campaigns they did just that much more effective sure so i thought that was just that was just a hell of a tip like it turns out they coded this from scratch which is just not an option to, for me at all but i looked around and uh after a few days of research there are a few uh companies out there um in particular i'm using uh one called early parrot not early bird but early parrot early bird domain was taken they're like ah uh, crap parrot yeah i guess so yeah it's like synonyms for bird, yeah. So that's uh, that's yeah, free to start. Um, I've got it. I've got it. I'm using it in my email now. Link in the show notes because I want to use it. I want to try it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, should check it out, man. Early yeah. parrot. So, so free to use. Like, and they 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 price per like subscriber that you convert or whatever, something like this. Is it like a thousand people plus you pay ten dollars a month or something like this? Uh, you get like once you pass a certain amount, you have to buy the next tier. Um, yeah right. Sort of like Mailchimp. It's, yeah. it's made for email, right? This thing. Uh, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's not just made for email. You can use it for e-commerce and other things too. Oh. Um, but yeah. Hmm. Well, that's good. No, that sounds like a great idea. I'm looking for something like this as well. Yeah. Uh, there's also they have a uh, they have like a special program as well where you can if you pay ninety nine dollars you get all of the free features until you until you reach a certain tier, no matter how long it takes. So you don't get charged monthly or whatever just to get the higher level. Um, yeah, you pay it once and then until you until you reach that, even if it takes you three years, you'll get all the premium features. Yeah. So I'll link to that uh, that in the show notes as well. And you've got a good idea of, of you know, what goodies you're going to give away as incentives. You're going to get a Discover Earth t-shirt and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all the same things except for the... I don't know what to do for the, the premium newsletter one, you know, at level three. Yeah. You know, like they... In the podcast, he says that's you know, the best thing to start with because, well, who are the people that are likely to refer you know, this, this email to their friends. Well, it's the people that really like the Morning Brew email newsletter, right? So it's like, what do people that really like the Morning Brew email newsletter want? More Morning Brew newsletter. Yeah. So give it to them. Yeah, so it makes a lot of sense. It totally does. You're using Mail- MailChimp at the moment, right? Yeah, I'm all about MailChimp. Yeah, 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 cool. And you're still in the free model? You're still under 2,000 subs? Yep. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no, me too. We should, we should like, uh, set this up together. Maybe we should have, like, a separate uh, screen share or something do it together yeah no problem yeah i've been using mailchimp for ages yeah that's cool man like it's so rare that both of us have exactly the same thing we want to do at the exact same time just like this but this is exactly what i'm trying to do as well i want to increase the mailing list cool um i've had some good 
good feedback from our last couple of emails that I sent out, uh, which are all yeah, people just 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 uh, basic text, you know, no flashy pictures or anything. It was just stripped down, and it was a in-depth sort of article, or, you know, uh, letter almost like a letter kind of style, talking about you know like the fluency mindset and you know giving them some exercises and questions to you know ponder over about their fluency and. And a few people replied, actually. I you know, asked people to reply to this email if you want the next question. I think I've got five or six replies. That's pretty good. And I've got a pretty high open rate. i got like 46% open rate. So. Cool. Oh, hang on. Here we go. Here's someone who's just replied now. What a coincidence. Here we go. Someone just replied as I was just saying that. Here we go. Jimmy Chen just replied. Oh, that's so cool. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll check out Jimmy's reply later. But yeah, man, this is perfect because I'm looking for... For something like this too so let's let's hook up a time and, and do that anything else no man i'm just like i just as we talked about last week i'm still the biggest problem for me is um is finding the the balance between so there's the there's three things there's the work that pays the bills which is uninspiring yeah there's my discover earth checklist of things to do each day like post links all over social media yeah which is repetitive and boring yeah. And then there's creating new things, like creating the referral program, which is uh, interesting and challenging. Uh-huh. But it's like the, like doing the things that I have to do against the things that I, uh, that, that I um, need to do. Yeah, it's, that's my biggest struggle. It's like, it's, I find it really hard, man. Yeah, I, I guess this is a problem everyone sort of uh, faces, you know, as we struggle to get things set up to the point where we can focus sort of solely on the, or as, as much as possible, but maybe never quite solely, but 80, 90% of the time on the stuff we'd love to do. But um, is, there, is there anything like in particular at this point in time, which is different about that struggle or, or you're just, yeah. No, just still like, I, yeah, no. I've I've had to do more, um, uh, you know, work that pays the bills recently, uh, which takes away from from both these, uh, both the other two things. Right. This is the, the yeah the the, yeah. the website for your for your dad, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's grinding on you a little. Yeah. Have I put that in context? Like, um, maybe. So my dad has his. I think you've spoken about it, right? Right. Okay. Well, just just a refresher. Yeah. So my dad has a um. He has a small business, uh, like local business. They do like tax accounting and property investment and stuff like that. And they need they need leads. So mm. he's hired me to do SEO work to you know uh, to bring through yeah just some like local traffic through his um, through his business. Mm. But like that's such it's it's uh, it's good work. Of course, it ends up in you know leads, but. Uh, it's quite technical, quite slow, quite like a, quite a lot of a learning process working out what SEO is, uh, yeah, like all about for local businesses and, you know, stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's, it's as I said, it's not exactly inspiring, but yeah, it's got to do it. So you do, yeah. and it helps him out. So, so it's, it's all right. I'm happy to do it. Yes. And he's helped me out this week, actually, old man McCarthy. Yes, he's uh, was. We had a great call. Did he tell you about that? Yeah, he did a bit. Yeah, it was fantastic. Your dad is so good at what he does. Honestly, he really knows his stuff. It was. I was so, so thankful. So, what was the problem he solved for you? What was the problem he solved for me? That's great because that's how he would have termed it as well. Problem he solved for me, uh, probably twofold. I would say at least one was uh, figuring out how to manage 
my partnership with Claire. And the other one is, well, pretty much Sales 101. He gave me like a, a personal training session, really, of, you know, how to conduct a, a proper sales call, you know, every step of the way. And uh, that's that's going to be, you know, really good skill set to have in the long term. And I'm going to send in my sales script once I get around to it. Yeah, but, but actually, the, the first problem about Claire is probably the one I, I want to talk about today. Uh, so so uh, still seeking sort of clarification with Claire, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. I'm sorry. Apologize. But yeah, um, because... Oh, uh, that, is, that is the title of this episode. That's going to be the title, that's right. Um, but we're still uh, really feeling our way through the fog. And I'm... Well, at least for the last week, I sort of almost lost patience because I was like, what's going on here? You know, what are we? Are we partners? Are you my sales person? You know, how much percentage of my... <laughs> of my revenue are going to, going to take home. And I wanted to just sort of like get this all out with her and just nail it out and just get it over with, but it didn't quite work that way. So, okay. Um, I'll give you a bit of an update. Okay. So sales have been coming along, uh, not as well as last episode, but they're still coming along. So now we're up to 2,400 us in, in revenue for this month. So fantastic, mate. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been a great month, money-wise, and uh, so that's good. You know, don't know how much of it I'm going to keep. Well, it's in my hands, really, so I shouldn't be, shouldn't be too uh, insecure about it. But yeah, that's been coming along. So we've had a few more sales, and one I did myself. Did I? Where were we on the last podcast? I don't think I told everyone. I actually did it. One of I converted someone. I made a sale myself, not just through Claire, but me. Uh, I, I did it, which I didn't think I could do. So that was, that was great. That's why one of the reasons I reached out to your dad wanted to have like a chat about sales. So that was awesome. So we've got what, six or is it seven students now? I have to double check. I got one student who's kind of sitting on the fence. He's a bit of a weird case because he bought the course, but now he wants to trans turn that into one-on-one -on -one lessons with me rather than a group, group class, which is what the course is or should be. So I still haven't decided whether or not I'm going to give him one-on-one -on -one classes instead of group classes. So I'm, you know, but we've got about six or maybe it might be seven now sales. So that's great. Um, so the sales are coming in and Claire's working really hard. Uh, but there just hangs this big question mark over, you know, what exactly, what is her role exactly? I know there's only two of us, so we don't probably need to have titles or, <laughs> or name cards or business cards or anything, but we need to have some, some sense of, who we are to each other and, and who does what more importantly and you know who's going to get uh, compensated how much uh now i sent an email to her to i sent an email to her to ask this question uh and this must have been last friday i think and she sent back an email fairly fairly quickly which i won't read out but just to give you the summary she pretty much said hey liam you know it's been so great working with you just want to acknowledge you know how how what a great opportunity it's been and how I really see we have a lot of potential, etc. Very nice opening. And then she sort of said, listen, about the commission rate, I thought rather than focusing on the commission rate right now, I do Facebook ads because we want to increase the volume of leads and I'm learning Facebook ads at the moment. But as you know, Facebook ads are expensive and a bit risky. I don't want you to have to pay, you know, for the Facebook ads, I'm willing to invest in the Facebook ads. So why isn't 
why don't we make the commission rate high enough so I can do that? And then we share the revenue, question mark. You know, looking forward to talking with you soon, Claire. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Because hmm. I expected her to say, hey, listen, I want 20%, 30%, 40%. But instead, there wasn't a number on the, on the page. She doesn't care about the percentage as so long as it covers the Facebook ads. Well face of it like she's a very very savvy woman as your dad pointed out she's like this claire girl well uh she's obviously a great saleswoman <laughs> judging from the from her reply but uh you might want to keep an eye on her well yeah at this stage anyway just so until we develop that trust but um but is is another way of saying like what she said is uh, so i want you to pay for the facebook ads yes i mean yes through the commission and then what we split the profits, like, by what amount? Exactly. What does she mean by sharing? You know, when she says, we'll share the revenue, you know, is that 50-50? Like, I don't want to be too cynical, but honestly, the way she worded it in the, her reply made it sound like she was going to take on the risk, the financial risk of investing in the Facebook ads. So she doesn't want to put that burden of, that burden of cost on me. So, why don't we make the commission rate high enough so I can do that? She you can see what she did there, right? <laughs> nice little maneuver. She effectively concealed. I would therefore be justified in raising her commission rate to pay her based on the fact that she's got to pay for the Facebook ads. But she's sold that idea to me as her taking the financial risk. But I'm still paying her more for her to put the money in the Facebook ads. So it's still me paying for the Facebook ads. It's just paying her to pay for the Facebook ads. So she's very clever, man. Yeah. So I just, I honestly had to read that email like six times before I, 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 I could get that, right? Before I, before I was like, oh, oh. Whoa, I see where you went with that. Like, before I could see what she'd done with that train of logic. But, um, yeah, no, that's sort of what she sense, what she's suggesting. So I went into this, this just, ah, uh, few days of, of just real, uh, pained thoughts and scratching my head and talking to several people, your father, one of them, uh, Mark, our, our biggest fan. Hey, shout out to Mark, who I'm sure is listening. <laughs> Mark, I talked to Mark at length about this as well. And he gave me some good ideas about that. Uh, so Mark's idea was essentially I should, um, first of all, I should make, take a cut of the revenue for my teaching hours. Because I've got to teach this course. Yeah. So his idea was like, yeah, right, of course. His idea was like, give yourself an hourly rate, pay yourself out of the revenue for your teaching hours. Then give her a percentage of the revenue that remains. Now, he was sort of suggesting it pr would probably be higher, may maybe maybe not quite 50%, but probably a higher commission rate because you're already taking a set amount for your teaching hours. So I think that sounds very sensible and probably much more uh, a safer approach. What's your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, actually, you know you've sold this thing. Now actually delivering it is completely on you exactly yeah it's not unclear at all so it makes sense that you should get paid first yeah exactly um so i think that's a sensible idea it does hang a bit of a question over well at this stage my hourly rate is x amount of dollars but let's say this course becomes really popular and i'm overbooked and everyone wants to buy my course you know this is a great problem to have but then the, the problem would be well i i probably shouldn't you know, peg my hourly rate so low anymore, I should probably raise it significantly because 
there's a lot of demand for the course. But then who do I raise that with? I got to renegotiate that with Claire. She might say, well, no, you priced yourself at $30 an hour. Why do you want $50 an hour now? You know? So that might be an issue because yeah, it's sort of assuming that the pay rate for my teaching hours would be steady or cons constant, but it probably wouldn't if the demand for my teaching hours rises as demand for the course rises, right? So that's... Right. I see why you've been thinking about this all week. Oh, buddy. It's, it's a real... And it's a very new dilemma for me. I've never had to, you know, not out, a, a, you know, figure this out with someone else. I've never, never really had a business partner, never really had to pay someone, never never had to split commission with someone. So this is an entirely new set of problems for me, which is great, you know, but I, I don't want to stuff this up because Claire is, you know, is a real asset at this stage. And I think we're really finally, you know, uh, gaining momentum uh, with this business. So um, I just want to be really careful. So making more money than you ever have before. Yeah, is definitely a good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So these are all good problems to have. I'm, I'm very glad to have these problems. But until until this thing is sort of locked down, until we, you know, we're, we're securely making this kind of money every month and, you know, we know where we stand with each other and there's no sort of real risk. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to maybe not lose sleep, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely <laughs> taking up the majority of my waking hours at the moment thinking about this stuff. So I spoke to your dad about it and I, I shot Mark's idea past Steve. And uh, your dad's Steve, by the way. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, for listeners... Ben's dad's name is Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said Mark's idea was sensible uh, and would work if if I was a, a, an employee or just another, like if I was just a teacher with within this platform. But because I'm sort of the founder slash entrepreneur, and if I want to sort of make my earnings from this from this scalable rather than set, he felt uh, it would make. Claire more of a partner that setup where I'm paying myself for the teaching hours, then she gets more of the 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 remaining revenue uh, for herself for her sales. She he feels that relationship is more like a partnership, and he thought that's probably not what you want. So just percentage of the overall sales price, not overall sales price minus your. So that's yeah. He, so he still recommended I stick with a kind of a classic sales model where I. I pay her, say, 20% per sale plus 10% for her for sales which come from her leads rather than my Facebook page and, you know, pretty much just keep it at something like that. Uh, so um, I think there are sort of pros and cons to both of those, those models. Yeah, Steve thinks my teaching hours, Steve thinks my sort of the risk, like the risk that is there for me sort of not getting paid enough for my teaching hours in the early days when there isn't enough demand for the course and maybe not enough students, not enough bums on seats for the first few weeks or few months. He thinks that's a kind of a risk I sort of have to live with because that's what, you know, that's, those are the costs of being a founder slash entrepreneur. And if you want to reap the rewards later down the track, you, you know, you have to bear those costs or those risks in the in the early days so he like yeah he but they both both these uh, models make a lot of sense yeah so i i haven't settled on one or the other and i haven't said to claire look this is how it's going to be and i haven't written like a for like an email back to her to say you know um you know this is this is what's going on by the way just to just to make it clear we're still like uh using line which is taiwan's favorite 
it's like WhatsApp messaging service. So we're still like texting each other, lining each other, calling each other pretty much every other day, talking about just business stuff, but we just haven't really gone in depth into this this question yet. And I'm trying to use email more than anything just so it's in writing, which I think is a good idea. So the whole question of sort of commission aside, her other big suggestion, we, we had a we did have a phone call and I tried to get this on the table. You know, I started to use the word, you know, your commission and I started to say, so, you know, and I tried, tried to get a sort of, tried to nudge her into putting a, a, a figure out there, you know, I'm thinking 20, 30%, whatever, but she really didn't want to. Well, I don't want to say she really didn't want to, but she really just, she just didn't give me anything. She didn't give me anything like a number. So on the whole, she's really prepared to delay negotiation of the, of the actual final commission rate and even discuss when she's going to get paid. It doesn't seem like she's really phased at all at this stage. She's happy to delay this for probably weeks uh, ahead. Uh, she just wants to get more leads right now. She really want, wants to just get the whole thing off the ground. Maybe she's still trying to assess whether or not this is really worth her time, but man, she must be very financially secure if she's she's spent at easily a month on this now if she's like happy to invest all these hours all this time into just testing whether or not this is a good business to be involved in i i don't know but on this phone call i couldn't get her to give me a figure on what she's thinking for a commission rate and she couldn't get me to agree to let her run facebook ad campaigns for the facebook page this was what she wanted she was like oh, I really want to do Facebook ads. I'm learning them right now. Why don't you let me do Facebook ads and we can increase, you know, the, the, our number of leads, more leads, more sales. We have a pretty good conversion rate at the moment. It's like one in three, I think. I think we've had about 13 sales calls and maybe a bit more than that, 15 sales calls, about five or six sales. So it's pretty good. It's just we don't get enough leads. At the moment, we're averaging maybe one sales call a day or maybe sometimes two days. You know, we, we need three or four sales calls a day and we would be making one sale a day, which is great. So we really just need to get more leads. Um, so her argument is, well, you know, Facebook ads, I'm learning them. I'm willing to take the financial risk. Why not let me do it? And it was too extreme an idea, too out there in the middle of our, uh, our, our conversation for me to agree to it straight away. So that must have been on Tuesday because I gave it two days thought and I talked to several people about it um, and I gave it some long thought. And, and before I, 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 I tell you my conclusion, how I came to it, Ben, do you, like, what would you do if you're in my situation in, the, in this case? This uh, yeah, well, I definitely wouldn't have agreed to anything right there and then. Mm -hmm. Tricky, right? The Facebook ads should be the Facebook ads are an expense, right? So no one gets no one gets paid until you know expenses like the the Facebook ads are already done with. So should get a so the the cost of the Facebook ads would come out of the sale price, right? And then and then you divvy up what remains. You divvy up the profit. Right? That's how it would normally work. But she seems to be saying that she's happy to invest her own capital in Facebook ads. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just look, man. I just don't really appreciate the gray area. Yeah. 
uh, particularly if you're saying she's a savvy businesswoman, she's a great negotiator, she's all this and that, right? I'd want to, I'd want things to be black and white and clear cut as soon as I could. I know, that's how I feel. I just don't get like exactly what her motives are for, 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 for keeping things in the gray for so long, especially when she's the one who stands to lose. Like I can easily walk away with two and a half grand right now and not contact her again, kick her off my Facebook page, uh, you know, and just go about doing the, the same thing she's doing. I know I can do it. I did convert a student with a sales call. Like I think she knows that maybe I'm not as confident at direct sales as she is. She's had more experience at it, but I can do it and I'm more than skilled to do it. I've got your dad who can coach me a little more on how to do it. I'm like, honestly, right now it's like, she's the one who stands to lose from, from, because there's no, I have no sign, no guarantee to say you, you, I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars on this date. Nothing like that. Like what does she stand to gain from keeping things in the gray? That's probably it. That, that makes sense. Oh, maybe she's, maybe she's waiting until she has a better negotiating position or something like that. Until she's the, she's the master of the Facebook ads. And then, exactly. You know, so you, this is what I was kind of paranoid about or really worked up about. Know, she knows how to do it. So then she's necessary, more necessary to the process. I don't know. Well, that's pretty much I don't know. what I'm thinking. But, but if she's, if her, you know, if, if she's saying that she wants to, you know, run these Facebook ads, like if that's holding her up, you know, she doesn't, if she wants to negotiate something to, to get the Facebook ads up and running, then well, I mean, you've already got the money in the bank. Like I'd, I'd just, I'd find a way to, to, to give her what she wants right now to run the Facebook ads and then, then negotiate the commission after that. Okay. I'll, I'll take you through the sort of the steps I went through over the couple of days after that call. And uh, a lot of, it's, it's not just like thinking, it's so mentally draining because I'm, I'm really kind of worried things are going to go terribly wrong. I mean, so it's like you've, you've, uh, you've come so far and you've, you've finally cracked, you know, two, was it two and a half thousand dollars? Yeah. Two grand in, uh, in a month. And it's just like, it can't be real. It must, you know, must turn to ash, you know, into my mouth. Sort of. Yeah. Don't believe it. Probably. But it's also, it's actually, I'm more concerned about, okay, I'm going to get some gains, short-term gains, but if I'm not careful, like, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what I really w was scared about. It's, it's, it's not the part where she said, uh, let me run the Facebook ad campaigns, then we can quote unquote, share the revenue that come from them. I'm not so worried about actually, if she's happy to run all those Facebook ad campaigns, she's even wants to do my admin work, man. Oh, she's found my weak spot. Like she was, <laughs> Oh, dude, there was this bloke, oh my god, there's this guy, Simon, who signed up for our bloody course, this bloody Simon guy. He signed up for our course, he works for an American oh, company, right? It sounds like you don't like Simon. Oh, well, his, his real name's Sheng Yu, but yeah, he, his company gave him the name Simon because they couldn't pronounce Sheng Yu, so <laughs> he works for an American company, right? This guy, he signed up with his own money before he got confirmation from his boss, his American boss named Harry that he will get compensated or that his company can cover the costs of this tuition, which apparently they promised him when he got the job. So oh, we've had like a week of doing it for every single day, hitting me up with like dozens of messages on the Facebook, you know, Facebook messenger, pinging me, you know, screenshots and CCing me to his, to not only his Taiwan manager, so his, 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 
is a uh, superior one one above him but also harry his like senior manager in chicago and then and then iris who is who works for an accounting taiwanese accounting firm that manages their company's accounts but tax accounts but so she needs a, a receipt from me for tax purposes you know and so they need me to have an ABN, which is an Australian business number for anyone who doesn't know. Well, they wanted me to have a Taiwanese business, but I don't have a ta registered business in Taiwan. So I just use my ABN to give them that. And oh man, it's been like, I would have wasted easily seven approaching eight hours of admin just rubbish. I've been on the phone to, to Iris. I've been emailing Harry saying, Harry, you know, these are my bank details. They don't just want bank details like, CC'd from Simon, they want bank details with like a letterhead from me in an email address to their company HQ in Chicago, Chicago rather than through Simon. So it's just like, oh, so it's been like this all week. Finally, I got paid by the company yesterday. So now I'm going to have to go through a teachable refund to give Simon back the money he paid for up front. Oh, it's just insane. And the whole time he's just been pinging me just without any... <sighs> Uh, hesitations, just at all hours, just any time. Yeah. Without mercy. Without mercy. He's sort of said sorry, you know, a few times. I've just been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was complaining about this to Claire, and she's like, you know what? Like, that admin stuff, you shouldn't need to do all of that. You should give me more of that stuff so you can focus on, you know, creative things and i'm just like oh <laughs> it's like man if there was a one-liner if this was like a bar or something she just leans over the bar she's like hey hotshot you know what what do you want tonight it's like this line that she just used on me like you know why didn't i take some of that admin stuff off you oh man i felt myself oh, that's so funny turning to butter i was just like oh my god yes please <laughs> That's so funny. So, dude, like, okay. That is like the checklist work I'm talking about, that it's just so repetitive and it's, oh, man, yeah, if someone could take that yeah. off my hands, oh, I'd God, love it. no idea. These students and all their little little questions about what software, Zoom, how to use Zoom and all this stuff. Oh, so anyway, my point is, like, if she's really willing to run all the Facebook ads, do all this crappy admin stuff, or maybe not all of it, but some of it, um, you know, as well as all the direct sales itself, like if she's really willing to take on a lot of this workload, I actually don't mind, you know, within reason negotiating her commission up to something like 40, maybe, maybe not 50%, but fairly high commission. Like I'm not afraid of sharing the revenue with her fairly generously. It's, that's not really what I'm concerned about. What I'm concerned about is control. I'm really worried she's going to get her hands on some lever of control within this little operation and sort of a choke point and then sort of screw me. Like, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. So I thought this lever of control might be the Facebook ads. That's what I was really concerned about. But I sat back and I thought it through logically, okay? And I wrote it out on a piece of paper, uh, a statement which I believe to be true. And tell me if you, if you don't see this as true because I, after a long couple of hours of thinking about it, I, I came to this conclusion, okay. True statement number one, I have nothing to lose and bracket major or bracket minor gains to make from Claire managing and funding Facebook ad campaigns. So how do I come to this conclusion? Okay, I see there could be four potential scenarios. Number one, she funds Facebook campaign, she funds and runs some Facebook campaigns. They go well, we make money. Okay, that's good. And then she continues to fund 
the Facebook campaigns and we continue to make more money. The only logical conclusion from that is I make money, which I'm not making at the moment. And I have not lost any money because all of the money invested was hers. Yeah. Okay. So uh, scenario number two, she invests a lot of money on Facebook ad campaigns. We make a lot of money back and we share it. But then for some reason, she decides not to continue investing money. She, she decides to stop. Okay. At that point, I've made more money than I wouldn't have made by that time. And this is the critical point. The part I'm concerned about is like, oh, now she's stopping. Now I don't have any more leads. Now she's shutting down my business. But wait, I can still invest money in Facebook ads myself if I want to at that point in time. I can find someone else to invest money in Facebook ad campaigns at that point if I don't want to. You'd, you'd, want, to have a, you'd want a copy of the Facebook ads or the A-B testing that she's already done. It's all going to be on my yeah. ad account, which I have administrative control over. So, it's, I, it's, it's on your account, not her account. On my account. Okay. I not only, at that point, I would not only have more revenue, so uh, I've earned more money, yes, great, but I have more data. I mean, if you can see all of the ad history, then you can just pass the baton on to somebody else if need be. Exactly. I can kick her off the ad account at any time if she misbehaves, okay, which is, in my books, sharing uh, my custom audiences. Uh, and I've spent a whole day going through Facebook ad account settings, making sure that there is pretty much no way she can do that. And if there is, if she did it, it would show up on the account. Like I would be able to see under sharing history, there would be, there's a tab there that you can open and it shows if any one of your audiences has been shared with any other ad account. And so if that ever shows up, I'll just say, hey, listen, uh, what's this? You know, <laughs> this is a deal breaker. You know, can't share my... Uh, audiences, you cannot share my pixels either. I manage the pixels, which I have administrative control over. So I'm only I'm going to set up pixels and then yeah. Okay, that's good. You've got clear rules. Yeah, and I, I outlined those in the emails. I didn't want to make it too you know listen to teacher kind of style. I I, I wrote them as guidelines, but I made them fairly clear. I don't really want to damage our relationship at this point by saying, listen, obviously you cannot share my audience or something like that, because I think we've got a good rapport. I want to keep that healthy level of trust. I only want that level of trust to grow. So I was very clear about, you know, that I manage the pixel. And if you need a new pixel set up, you know, ask me and I'll do that for you. And I was also clear that we I actually said our account isn't approved to share audiences. So that's not 100% true, but that's effectively true, so that she doesn't even get the idea in her head that she can do it. Um, but I'm outlining, yeah. you know, clearly in the, in those few lines that I wrote in the email that, you know... Uh, I don't know about that. If she's learning about Facebook ads, she's going to come across sharing audiences sooner or later. Oh, no, no, no. She definitely knows about sharing audiences. I, I don't doubt that. But what I mean is that, uh, yeah, so maybe I do have, maybe I do have to clarify that a bit more for Claire, maybe. Uh, but anyway, I, at this stage, I don't want to come across, I don't want to come down too hard and, and give her any sense that I distrust her because that's not good for our partnership. But I want to make it very clear. I want to walk that fine line that I want to make it very clear to her that I've thought all this through and that I'm not just giving her the keys to the kingdom and not, I haven't thought this stuff through. So I just want her to know that, uh, you know, that this is, that everything's been thought through and, and planned for. So, yeah. So 
Okay, so coming back to, sorry, that was a bit of a tangent, but coming back to my two scenarios, like really, if she put, put a lot of money in, we made a lot of money, then for some reason she decided to walk away, I can either invest money in those ad campaigns myself, those campaigns and the, their data would be on my ad account, I have access to that, I could take her off the ad account if I wanted to, I could bring someone else on, so on the whole it would be a net gain, rather that there wouldn't really be any loss at that point in time. Third scenario, she invests money in the ad campaigns, they don't make any money and, sorry, she invests, yeah, she invests money in the ad campaigns, they don't make any money and she decides to keep investing. She's lost money, I haven't, okay, she keeps mm. putting in money. Fourth scenario, she decides to, she puts in money. Well, what if then she wants you to pay for it? Sorry, what? What if she then wants you to pay for it? Well, then we discuss. She's lost money and then. Oh, you mean she puts in a thousand US and she's lost it, now she wants me to re to compensate her for it? Yes. Well, I yes. just say, listen, I'm sorry, Claire, but there was no prior agreement to that, either in word or in writing. Uh, if that's the way you feel, I'm really sorry about that, but that was the risk you took. That's why I tried to advise you against Facebook ads, you know, when we first mentioned them in conversation, but I'm not gonna pay you any money to recompensate you know, for you for your loss, sorry. That would be it. And if she wants to walk away, she can walk away, you know, and I'll deal with that at the time, but I'm not, there's, I have not committed to doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I've, I've not committed to making up for her loss. If she invests money and she loses money, okay. that, that's okay. her. How was the email worded again that she wanted her commission to be high enough to... Okay, why, why don't I read it out? Because it is a very nice piece. This, her English is not her, you know, the first language. And this is pretty well written if, if you ask me for like a sales script or... Well, or, um, yeah, okay, here we go. Hi, Liam. Before we discuss the rate of commission, I'd like to thank you for being so open to different opinions and giving me this opportunity to work with you. As you can see, I'm fully committed to our success, not to mention that I have high confidence in you and the potential you have. As I mentioned before, I'm currently learning Facebook ads, so I would like to invest some money in it. But the problem with Facebook ads is that you lose money at first. So I'm thinking, since I'm still in the learning phase, and I don't want you to worry about the expense of the ad, how about the rate of commission is high enough so I can invest in Facebook ads and let me take full responsibility of the ad expense. And then, if we make money, we still share the revenue that the ads bring. What do you think, Claire? That's just, yeah, yeah like, is there is there some, you know, is there some uh, linguistic judo going on there? It's like it's going one direction. <laughs> Now it's going the other. So it's... I, I, I'll lay it out because this is what I, I, I cc'd this to your dad. And this is what I said when I, when I emailed him. I said, Steve, in a nutshell, she would like me to take on the risk of Facebook ads, quote, a bracket, which we know we will need and hopes to leverage that for high enough, note, not specified commission rate, you know. Um, but even at that point, I hadn't really realized exactly the judo you're talking about, which is that she would like to invest some money in it but because I'm in the learning phase, I don't want you to worry about the expense of the ad. So how about the rate of commission is high enough so I can invest? So in other words, I'll invest for you. I'll take the risk as long as you pay me high enough so I can do that. So it's still your money actually, but she doesn't point that out. So that's the judo that's going on. Is that she's making me feel that she's taking the responsibility and the risk for me, but actually that's the justification for me to give her a higher rate of commission. So it actually is my money anyway. So yeah. Yeah, so I was just thinking maybe, you know, maybe she'll say later down the line if, if scenario three happens and, uh, 
you know, and and she pays the Facebook ads, and then you know they don't end up making any money. Then um, she says, oh, you know, like we were going to have the rate of commission that was high enough to you know cover the Facebook ads, so I'm going to need that money now. Well. Yeah. And then she'll she'll refer to that uh, that email. Well, yeah, because I wrote this to her. I wrote an email to her yesterday saying I'm open to you managing the Facebook ads. And then I went over those house rules that I spoke about. You know, don't you know? I control. I'll have the pixel. You don't need to you know share audiences anyway because we can't do it if you add or edit audiences. Just please let me know. And I went over those house rules there. But actually. In that email, I made no mention of commission rate or that we're going to share the revenue or I didn't acknowledge any of that. But maybe, maybe I should have. But I was so exhausted after two days of going through all the motions that I had yeah. to get to the point where I felt like, yeah, I could probably allow her to do the Facebook ads and it's really no skin off my nose, no major risk to the company at this stage without even thinking, oh, now I've got a bargain commission rates with her like I, I just i just couldn't see that happening this week <laughs> yeah fair enough because it's just it's just too much man like there's just so new waters such new waters and i'm just i'm on a, yeah I, i'm i can't do it i just can't handle so much new deal making stuff at one go what i'm thinking is i actually did say in the okay why don't i bring up my what i wrote yesterday i mentioned Hi, Claire. Okay. Okay, why don't I just read this through? Hi, Claire. I've been reconsidering your request to run Facebook campaigns, Facebook ad campaigns for the page. As I said, I think it's very bold of you to take this risk on, but after giving it some thought and checking some things in the account's back end, I've decided if you really want to give it a try, it shouldn't be a problem. In any case, we can see how it goes and reevaluate it if it's worthwhile. Reevaluate if it's worthwhile continuing after a few weeks' time. So just a few guidelines to follow. I'll add you on the ad account so you can access and operate the campaigns from within that account itself rather than another one. You'll be the third profile to be added to the account. Myself as admin, my wife's profile too. The account hasn't been granted approval to share audiences, but obviously there's no need to do so. Anyway, you can access the audiences I've used for previous campaigns, create your own new ones if needed. On that note, if you create or edit an audience as well, just let me know when you do and what changes you've made. Also, I manage pixels. So if you need me to either set up a new one, just let me know and I can do that for you. If you have any questions about any of this, please let me know. Of course, if you need any help about running the campaign, you can ask me. I've had a little experience after all. Just get back to me to confirm you're okay with the above and you can get going. Cheers. So I didn't make mention of anything about the sharing of the revenue. So yeah. She hasn't replied, by the way. That was yesterday's email. So we'll see. Well, yeah, interesting to see how, so yeah, see how it all unfolds. It's a drama for sure. The, uh, yeah, finally achieving clarification maybe down the line. Still though, it's a good problem to have, man. It's you know you've got a good person working with you. You know you're you know you've got this. You're earning this money now. You know you've potentially yeah don't have to worry about you know, as much of this admin stuff and the, and the sales. So it's, you, yeah, it's still, um, it's still a pretty good it's spot. It's still a pretty good spot, definitely. I, I, Stressful as it may be. Yeah, I, I, like, I like these problems. And it's great because I'm getting a lot of good feedback from a lot of good people about them too. So, you know, I've... I've yeah. Yeah, so 
yeah, once again, thanks, Mark. Uh, I know you're listening there, and thanks, Steve, you know, for, for your help. And, and yeah, my family and, and a few other, you know, valued opinions I've, I've gotten so that that sort of does yeah got a call on the network when you need to yeah it really does help you know get out of my head things out of my head or else you just kind of go around in circles analyzing things <laughs> over and over yeah. again so, yeah man but uh i think next episode uh listeners we should have some some good news probably some updates on that and yeah fingers crossed we are heading towards a nice setup between claire and i and, you know, you're really going to crush things and really uh, take it to the next level. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, looking forward to it. Maybe we'll have, um, maybe we, uh, we'll have headphones with, uh, you know, two working ears this time next week. Maybe. 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 Can't make any promises. <laughs> Still on a, Especially on a, not over here. On a low budget for, for now, for now, everyone. But uh, who knows where this thing may, may go <laughs> in the future. Imagine if we actually put some money into into this, uh, setting this thing up. That'd be pretty awesome. One day soon. Yeah. One day. One day, Ben. Not now. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else, buddy? Or we'll wrap it up today? No, mate. That's it for me this week. Well, we'll see you next time. Have a good one. See you around.